0: Welcome, kings and queens, to One Sick Beat Podcast. I am your host, One Sick Beat. Here at One Sick Beat, we don't cry, we thrive. We don't whine, we whine. Shout out today to Barefoot Moscato uh, for their proud ally of the LGBTQ plus Tracy. Today, I am interviewing. Shout out to Tracy. She's part of the LGBTQ plus Tracy community. Uh they've been barefoot from since nineteen eighty-eight. Look at this bottle. Hello, yes. LGBTQ plus Tracy. Today I have a, my very special guest. I've seen her on Instagram scrolling through people's accounts and I came across Tracy and it was her energy and her the funniness about who she was and how she was living and making sure that she was celebrated as a V8. So today I also want to celebrate that I have VA Effects on uh our podcast today. Uh the Army. Congratulations and thank you for serving and uh especially this world, how it's set up and for you to be proud of being it and I also Tracy's Day is part of like I said, the LGBTQ T plus Tracy community, and she has endured a lot uh, being in the service, the military with the LGBTQ, and she also has a case that she had due with the federal government uh, proving coverage for her wife, her spouse, we'll get into that later on, but right now, excuse my articulation today, it's a little off, I'm going through, coming back through a flare up, people. So just work with me real quick. So sometimes it's a little difficult, but today we want to talk out about Tracy became a one sick bee in two thousand and ten with multiple sclerosis. And so today, Tracy, how are you?
1: I am doing well. B, how are you this fine day? Hopefully you are staying warm where you are, and uh we we all scratching and surviving. Living in Vida Roma right now. So Yes, I was gonna <laughs> ask
0: you how have you been during COVID nineteen. <sighs>
1: man uh for the most part uh i just hunkered down uh i had just uh i finished up school in may of 2020 so i was like yes congratulations. Excited. thank you i was excited getting ready to walk for graduation then they yes, said oh. congratulations especially
0: going through yeah. all of this for over yeah. 19 ms life hello yeah so i you was to still in- do that that is very amazing anybody who knows if you yeah. have autoimmune disease or actually just life in general right now in life for somebody to be able to sit down and still achieve their ultimate goal is I salute
1: you on that thank so you that man. is awesome it, it, I definitely took the the long way uh to, to do it just because uh my ms uh flared up a couple of times. I had some family issues going on but uh you know uh we survived we came out of it uh the only thing I wanted to do was actually walk at the graduation ceremony so I'm just going to postpone it. Uh, the this university said, and I got the email to prove it, to say, I want to walk at another time. And they said, OK, just let us know. I said, you shouldn't have told me that because I'll see y'all in 2023. <laughs> I know
0: that's right.
1: I know that's right. And yes, you
0: have to salute your success. I remember just accomplishing a small degree and just the fact of how many flare-ups, how much I lost my vision. During that time, I wish I lost my bowel, bladder and bile control. So I have, you know, so I salute you for uh, being able to do that. So let's get started. Tracy, you were diagnosed in 2010. So let's start from the beginning. So she also is a multiple sclerosis warrior since so 2010.
1: Yeah. So, um, my, my case was interesting. Um, so, uh, my mom had MS and, uh, she was diagnosed like back in 81. So I was about eight years old. And, uh, so, you know, I'd seen her go through it. She had, uh, I guess at the time they called it, uh, end stage MS, but I guess now it's called, uh, secondary progressive or primary progressive MS. Uh, primary, so she, primary yeah. progressive. I'm familiar. That's the
0: level I have. Her primary progressive.
1: Yeah. So, uh, she lost her battle to MS. Uh, she fought the good fight for 20 years. Uh, she lost her battle with MS, uh, June 17th, 2001. She was only 51, so it's coming up on on a, the 20-year anniversary of, of my mom's passage. I was uh, going to school out here in, in California. I had friends of mine that went to uh, Caltech, which is, uh, for those on the East Coast, Caltech and MIT are basically equivalent to each other, just on opposite uh, coasts, and uh, that's something I didn't know until I got out here to California, so I was... uh Doing experiments over at Caltech as a, as a college student, make a little extra money, you know, and yeah. I'm in, I'm in the machine and whoo, cha-ching, making money, you know, doing the dance. And whoever was doing quality control looked at my, uh, MRIs. They weren't like, uh, medical quality MRIs. They were just like, uh, lower quality. And whoever was looking at it was, uh, doing quality control said, that looks like MS. Called up my doctor over at the, the VA and said, Hey, y'all need to get her in for a medical-grade MRI, because this looks like MS. But wait, you didn't have any symptoms or anything? So the only symptoms that I had before all this happened, um, I've always been klutzy. So I was at um, a run recognizing uh, Pat Tillman, who was uh, the NFL player who uh, basically, uh, the NFL player who Got out of his contract, put his contract on hold and joined the, the army. And I think that was back in 2003, 2004. Um, he okay. ended up, getting, he ended up getting killed by friendly fire. But, uh, I think starting from 2005 on, they have a Pat Tillman foundation and, a, uh, they do a Pat Tillman memorial run. They usually do shadow runs across the country, but the year that I did the shadow run, they did it at his old high school in San Jose. And then, uh, but they usually do it. The main event is at Arizona State University okay. um, in Arizona. So I was doing that fun run in uh, San Jose. Finishing up, I did a good run time and I was trying to get over like some string, like they were cording something off. I knew I lifted my feet. But apparently the brain didn't get the connection. I wiped out. <laughs> Bad. I so you were like, already
2: in the military? Mm-mm, no. No,
1: oh, you weren't. Wrong. Okay. I was 100% out of the military. I was just doing this, this fun run, uh, just in, in recognition of a, a fellow vet. And it was a, it was a good cause. I will run for so a good after cause. This
0: is after your,
1: this is after yeah. your serve. Well, after. So this was like, uh, 2009. And, you know, I was, you know, little things here and there, just like klutzy, tripping over stuff. When I was preparing for that run, the vision in my left eye blurred out, and the red—I couldn't see it. So that's optic uh, neuritis. optic neuritis. And then I guess there's a Utops phenomenon, which is uh, basically the blurring of vision in just one eye, uh, mm-hmm. and it happens when I get overheated. So um, those were that's interesting. Yeah. So those were my signs and symptoms of MS. Then they uh, ended up doing the MRI. Um, it took a little bit of time to finally get that MRI. And they saw some, some lesions in my, my brain and cervical spine. Knock on wood, nothing was active, but it was still there. So they're like, well, yeah, this is, this is MS. I was like, ooh, okay. Um, and I, you know, basically started getting my, um, I, I knew the worst that could happen with MS was because I'd seen it and I'd lived it with my mom. So I was trying to do everything in my power to make sure that my wife would be taken care of. Um, yes.
0: Let's get into that. Tracy also is on a Amazon Prime Surviving Home documentary series about vets, about vets and them coming home. It is a really, I, I would encourage somebody to go watch Surviving Home. I know when I watched it, it made me angry, but, you know, it's, it's her fact. I, you know, I felt a little different way, I wanted to handle some things, but it's her truth, <laughs> uh, a couple other people's truth. And, uh, and it's unfortunate the whole, the whole rim of, uh, some of the things that people in the military have to go through and have to endure that is not spoken of. But in this documentary, it was spoken of and it showed even a marriage event, a marriage couple. But I encourage anybody to watch Surviving Home. So also congratulations on that documentary being in that, demo- well, the documentary on Amazon Prime, which Leads me to the question that Tracy is married and being that she is part of, like I said, the LGBTQ plus Tracy community. Hello. Shout her out. <laughs> shout her out. That's that. Shout out to her wife. Yes. And, uh, Tracy also is a wedding official too. So let's get into that. What happened that you had to sue and let's start there. Okay.
1: Um, so, uh, like I said, I was, uh, Basically preparing all my end-of-life stuff. I saw uh, what my mom had to go through when I was younger. And she kind of uh, prepared me for if something happens to her, this is what she wanted. And it wasn't anything in a scary way or anything like that. It was more in a, hey, it's just you and me right now. Right. I just want to let you know what I want. After she got married, she let my pop know. But still, there were some things that she set up for him in case, when something happened to her. Her benefits were able to provide for him until he passed away. Um, that so I wanted sense. to make sure my wife had the, had the same thing. I knew as a, as a veteran, someone who served in the military and being a disabled veteran, that, uh, there were some things that my wife would be entitled to because of my service. And the, the one big thing I was, uh, worried about was, this sounds, this sounds like morbid, but burial with me in a, in a VA cemetery. Yeah. And not and, really. It's,
0: it's something that we, we are shy from talking about that needs to be talked about. It needs to be talked about. Correct.
1: yeah yeah you you know you got to let your loved ones know you know what you want done because yeah I, i've seen too many funerals oh well they didn't say this they said that i'm not sure about this i want this i want that no no no, no. here's the will everything written out don't worry about it you know had a party cremate me y'all enjoy yourselves remember the good times with me you know that's 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 yeah. what I, I typically basically want but you know one of the things that uh i wanted to make sure of is uh as a as a spouse of a veteran, my wife, Maggie, can get uh, buried with me at a VA cemetery. Uh, right. That means even if she dies first, she can get buried before me. If I die, right. she can get buried after, whatever. Um, right. At the time, the department, the, the VA said, no, nah, you can't get buried together. We only recognize heterosexual marriage. And I'm like, what? I said, who in the hell is going to complain? It's not like the neighbors are going to say, mm, we don't want them Cooper Harris yeah. over there. Move her. Move her.
0: It's, it's, move her. She can't like, be buried next to me. I don't, I don't do that. You move her down there. Her down
1: there. Her downstairs, her down there. Okay. Seriously. Seriously. I'm like, we don't. I mean, nobody, nobody's, nobody's <laughs> gonna care anymore. Uh, but the, the VA basically said, uh, no, we can't do that, but it was because of, uh, another federal law at the time. Uh, it was called the Defense of Marriage Act, and it basically, the federal government only recognize opposite sex marriages for federal benefits. The funny thing is, the federal government goes by what each individual state does in order to give federal benefits of marriage. So, if a state like California recognizes a same sex marriage, federal government's supposed to recognize it too. Because of that law, DOMA, the federal government said, we ain't gotta do that anymore. We, say, y'all can do your own thing, but we gonna go by it. What we define as marriage. So mm. we uh, reached out to uh, Southern Poverty Law Center and, uh, sued, uh, the, the government for them to recognize, uh, Maggie as my wife for, uh, VA benefit. And, you know, basically just to make sure something happened to her that yeah, she would be take taken care of. Care. Yeah. And, uh, we eventually won the case. I think the results came in August of 2014, I believe. And so, Before that time, if you were a a veteran in a same-sex marriage, a disabled veteran, basically you were in limbo. You could put in and file for your 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 VA uh, benefits as a for your dependent spouse, and you just be like, okay, just in limbo. Nobody knew what to do. You are just there. Now you wait as long as everybody every other married couple <laughs> for for VA benefits. Right. Um, so you that's know. A it, blessing. Yeah. So it, you know, it's kind of like, yeah. Now we get to wait like everybody else. I'm like, yeah, that's fine. I, I'm I'm hundred percent fine with that. I don't want any special treatment. Give me right. the same. If that just means we wait. It. Yeah. It means we have to wait like everybody else. That's fine. I just don't want to be in limbo, and yeah. I just want to make sure that that Maggie has everything in her power, her resources, and whatever benefits I'm entitled to that she's supposed to get to take care of me. Then, yes. then let's do it. She's she's worth fighting for. So you know, oh, you that. And that
0: that's a beautiful thing.
1: Yes, it is. I yeah, that's
0: I, a beautiful I, thing. That that's a beautiful thing because that's the unconditional love for yes, you. Yes, yes. And then for you to want to make sure that your wife's taken care of after. You know, for being with you. Things that we endure. I think just regular every day and dealing with personalities and mm-hmm. loving
1: each other unconditionally. It <laughs> puts up with a lot <laughs> from it. <me>. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's, sometimes I'm like, I tried to warn you early. I was a little off. Um, <laughs> I tried. And she's like, I tell you. <laughs> and all she did was this. Shh, it's okay. I'm like, look here, lady. I'm trying to tell you. I'm not wrapped too tight. And she's like, it's okay. I'm like, I, I tried to tell you. Not that
0: was my to, warning. I'm trying to you're not listening. I tried to tell you that I was a little special, I didn't know yeah. just a little bit, you know, yeah. over to the left side, let me come back to the right. But <laughs> that's uh, that's the beauty of somebody who can balance you out. Because my mate's real um, and I'm more what did you say? What what's that now, come on now. You know, yeah it's more just chill. That's mm-hmm. okay. No, no, no. Let me tell you something. Let me tell <laughs> them something. Yeah. You don't want to get excited. Let's talk about the wedding officials though.
1: What are you how, how did this come about? So, uh, two of my friends got married in Ohio about three or four years ago, and they were like, hey, we want you guys to marry us. Um, they knew about our case, and they just thought it would be cool to, to have, uh, uh, my wife and I come out there and officiate the wedding. You can only put the officiant, it can only be one person, so I said, I'll go ahead and do it. So, uh, you know, I've registered, so I've done, uh, I did that wedding, I've done three weddings so far. And it's wow. just, it's basically been fun. It's been like my way of kind of giving back because look, if you marry somebody, the whole for better for worse, richer for poor, if you can find somebody to love you in this crazy world, even with the, you know, the divorce rates being so high and everything else like that, God bless you. Okay. Yeah. I don't want to stop you from doing that and let's make it happen. Let's make, let's make your day a, a good day. I am glad to celebrate and be a part of it. People always ask me, girl, what's your fee? I said, um, I like to eat, so if, if you can feed me, I'm I'm good. They're like, you you want some money? I said I don't even have to come to the reception. You can just slip me a plate. I'm good, <laughs> especially if I know you. I'm like, I'm gonna keep that. I'm gonna keep that in mind. I'm gonna keep you
0: in mind. Okay. Keep you in mind. You know, okay. real talk. Okay, so this is I want to know how has this affected your career and how has this affected people around you? This battle with MS. How do you think people have received for? Per- how do people take you? I perceive, I mean because people always want to correct people's words. How did how did your friends and your family
1: how did they take it? At first, my pop was always worried, you know, crazy, hey, need to get checked out. Make sure you're okay. You know, like every time I would call him when he was still around, he was always double checking, you alright? You get checked out, you good? And I remember I had to call him and say, Hey Pop, I I got diagnosed with MS. He's like, I had a feeling that was gonna happen. I'm like, damn, pop we <laughs> you know, uh, but, uh, and I told, I ended up telling my friends too, uh, the ones I was, I was close with, you know, the folks I had grown up with, uh, my folks that I, I played, uh, rugby with, went to college with, stuff like that, uh, my time in the military. They were a little bit, I think, uh, shocked and fearful. And I had to, um, I like to joke a little bit. Uh, military leaves us with a, with a warped sense of humor sometimes it's a little dark. And I said, look here. I said, don't worry about me. I said, worst case scenario, I'm still going to keep on moving and shaking and moving forward one way or another. And I said, worst case scenario, if you see me twitching and foaming, just like put me to the side, make sure I'm not choking on anything. I'm good. And a couple of my friends were like, "Oh, oh my God, twitching and foaming. I'm like, Seriously, no, guys. Don't. I'm, just <laughs> I'm, not,
2: I'm, I'm just playing. I'm, just, I'm just,
1: playing. just Yeah, I'm not gonna be really twitching the phone. A dramatic, just being yeah. a little extra.
2: Just, but, you,
1: know, it you know, MS affects people in so many different ways. I know uh, we were talking a little bit earlier about you know um, sometimes issues with cognition, uh, with remembering, yes. keeping your train of thought. Yes. Uh, staying focused. Sometimes you you messing up the words, or the words just don't come out quite right i was actually watching something on on tiktok uh, a, a girl was talking about hey you know if i if i hold my hands like this and you see this little shake and i'm like my hands do that and then she was talking about like um i was always wondering why if, like i use the mouse how come it took me a little extra time to get the mouse pointer to where i just want it be. to be and i'm like yeah. i'll be damned that's that's AMS." i didn't think about that i didn't think that was it so you know it's every day you just kind of you just learn to deal with it. Some days are better than others, as as you are well aware of. Uh, some days are better than others. Yeah. Some days you just need to take a nap, have you some wine and relax. Some yeah. days you feel you know, on those days you feel like you run a marathon and move a mountain. You like, ooh, let me go ahead and do this, not too too much, but let me go ahead and do this because I don't yes. know how tomorrow I'm gonna <laughs> But while I, ha- you know, I'm gonna do as much as I can, for as long as I can. And just enjoy the time that that I have. That's the, the best thing we can we can do. I my. love that.
0: What do you believe what are your strengths and your weaknesses about this disease? What are your strength, and strong areas and what are your weak weak more areas that you're a little bit more
1: I would say uh strengths are trying to be as as uh absorbent of knowledge about MS as I possibly can be. Um, just because there are new drugs that are coming out, different, uh, resources for folks living with MS, organizations for folks with, with MS and other, uh, spinal cord injuries and diseases out there. And just being aware of those resources and information, support groups and things like that, that are available. I think, uh, that's one of my strengths, trying to make sure I'm, I'm reaching out to other folks, trying to stay Active and engaged as possible, um, and knowing that just because I have MS, the MS doesn't have me, you know. Mm. I don't want to let this, let this issue just be like, uh, that's it. (laughs) I'm, I'm more than just an MS warrior, you know. Uh, I'm a wife. I'm a, I'm a cat mom. I got my, my badass cat back here. Where'd he go? Lord, (laughs) knocked out back there. Got one of my badass cats back there. Uh, I'm a, I'm an aunt now. I got six nieces and nephews. What? I have, oh, uh, you know. Family I have, to buy right there. Yeah, I got, I got, you know, um, I have friends that love me. I have family. I have family that I picked. I got family that I didn't pick, but you know, they, they still tolerate me anyway. I'm, I'm fortunate and I'm, I'm blessed. I, I can't discount that. So those are, I think, my, my strengths. I try to make sure I'm not taking anything for granted. Weaknesses. I'd say I'm definitely too hard on myself. I will give people more leeway with me than i give to myself every time you know somebody needs to back out of an event or something happens something comes up oh yeah i understand no big deal but boy if it's me it's like i'm supposed to be there or i'm supposed to do this you see the same thing i'm supposed to i'm I'm supposed to do this i don't believe in not doing this definitely understand we had to
0: reschedule this interview and i took it harder than anything else i was like oh my gosh, I have to actually, and I never, I'm one of the people like I've never, even if I feel bad, like I go, I used to go into work and, you know, I would try and then go home. If I, even though, even though before I left, I knew that I shouldn't be going in regardless, but I know I was going to go try. And I remember having to reschedule the interview. I was like, I just can't believe I got rescheduled. interview. Mm-hmm. I was so excited to do this interview. I'm like, oh my gosh, she's served in the military. She's been through so much in the military. She, you know, fought for her and her wife. I'm like, this is a really great interview. And here I feel like, I was like, what am I doing? You gotta, you know, and then I had to tell myself, like, if you don't reschedule this interview, you, are you going to be able to reschedule your life? Because Mm -hmm. it'll make a major adjustment on you. So I had to sit back and be like, okay, suck it up. and You know, and then for a couple days, I still was bitter with myself. And then I was like, you know what? No, No, yeah, I had to do it for me. And so when you said that, that is definitely because somebody else could say, Oh, I'm not going tonight or I'm not going and make excuses for no reason. And I'm like, Oh, it'll be all right. You know, you, but for me, I'm like, there, I just believe, like I always tell myself, I told my kids when I raised them battling this, that we don't do excuses because I don't make any excuses. You can't make it. Mm-hmm. So which is crazy. 20 years in now, I'm starting to kind of relieve myself and say, Okay, if I can't do it, I just can't. Do it. it broke my heart. I felt like crap that day. Uh, it was my daughter's 20th birthday and I, I, I've never celebrated, not been there to celebrate her birthday. I remember birthdays where I was, she was feeling, I was feeling just, just pulled, should not have did it. I still did it because that was my daughter. And I believe, you know, I, I don't, this year I sat back and I was like, you know, I love you so much. I went and got a pedicure. I had that pins and needles feeling mm-hmm. and I was, it was already bad enough. So I was sitting there with a the face like. Like that, that's how, you know, your face is wide, cause in mm-hmm. your head, and your eyes, I'm like, oh my god, they're touching my feet. Oh my god, I got, oh, I wish they were. She was like, are you, you, you ticklish? I know, I'm not ticklish. I just really don't want you on my feet, but I'm being nice because I'm making sure I did what I had to do for my daughter. But for dinner, I said, you know, I don't feel good. I can't sit up. I don't want to sit up long enough. I'm not, I'm in pain and I don't want to be the grouch at the table, the mean old yeah. lady. I'm like, I'm just going to stay home. Broke her heart because she's so used to, she was like, well, why? You can still go. And that's because I never made an excuse. I always kept on pushing through. So when you said that to uh, accept what you're going through and actually do it, it does take a lot. It takes yeah. a lot. How do you, uh it takes a lot to say it's admitted it, to, you know, because you want to keep on thriving through. We soar through so much and we go through so much and we still keep fighting. Yeah. Now I have a question because for me, when it rains, my body aches.
1: What season or does weather
0: affect how you feel at times?
1: Yeah. I mean, so, some people, some people don't. I, so, I th- I always thought this was funny. So, um, when I was in the military, um, uh, my last place I was at was over in the Middle East. It's hot over there. It's hot yeah. in Kuwait. It's hot in Iraq. Uh, it's hot in Kyrgyzstan. All the Stan's kids. So, Afghanistan, Uzbekistan, Tajikistan, all of them. It's hot. But when it's cold in some of those countries, it's cold too. Um, And, you know, so you're dealing with like 120, 130 degrees, you know. And then at night, it would just be like 98 degrees. And you're like, oh, thank God, it's so cool out. That's just because the sun wasn't out. It's still hot. And then, you you know, fast forward from 2002, 2003 to 2010, 2011, you're like, damn, why am I in the sun? And it feels like I just got run over by a truck. I'm slurring my words. I sound like I hit... A whole truck that had about, uh, that was filled with nothing but beer, alcohol, whatever kind of spirits. And I just stayed in there and just, somebody put an IV of liquor in me. I'm just like, Egh. it's just, uh, the, the the heat kills me and it it, it will okay. affect my, my voice. I will start slurring. Uh, mm-hmm. I was actually in class. I'm, you know, I was taking uh, classes online and so participation is important. I would have to email my professors and say, I am just letting you know. I'm okay. If you call on me, I'm going to sound a little slow. So if you can work with me, I'm not drunk. Um, I got a medical issue. You, that's why I get all the extra time on the test. Right. Yeah. And, and I got the extra hour. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, they're like literally, you would see their face go, ooh, okay. okay. Wow. That was rough. So heat for me is the big one. Cold, not too much, but, I, uh, you know, living out here in California, you don't get, too much cold but the but the heat definitely it will fatigue me i will like start to get my wife will notice, bless her heart and it'll get to the point where i'm like what's wrong why am i getting upset and she's like yeah you need to sit down <laughs> you look yeah. like you about to, something about to happen and then I'll, i remember I'll being in vegas and in general yeah. But I remember being in Vegas. The problem
0: is, I want to live in Vegas. But I remember being out in the sun in Vegas, and my we were walking, and you know this strip is long. I remember like my body slowing down. I couldn't. I was getting stiff. I was. It just was real bad. I It like you said, felt like somebody had ran me over. I'm like, okay, we got to stop. We I'm, we got to go in this hotel. I got to cool down. And matter of fact, I think we're gonna have to take a lift to the other end of the strip because I'm just not gonna be able to do it because I shouldn't even walk that far in the heat because mm-hmm. it literally it drained everything out of me i was starting to drag my leg but you know you want to be superwoman you want to try everything and i hate that uh at times i feel like people have to adjust around me yeah yeah so you know you don't want to be that person of the group so mm-hmm. it's, it's like you know okay well so now they're starting to say well, no no don't no, worry about it we might take the list with you we I'm so, y'all are my friend because of my handicaps, today, because of that flag <laughs> of that black, and black, because I took it all the way to Hawaii with me, and you know which ones was in the car with me at the time. <laughs> they they were the ones, we were the ones with the great parking, that, that's my okay. certified parking. You know, what yeah, that career blue field are you in? Yes, what career
1: field are you in? So, uh, right now, my job is looking for a job. Um, I am, uh, like I said, I just graduated, uh, from, right. uh, from, from Clemson. So, uh, right. I have been looking for a job. Uh, so that right now is my job. But in addition to that, uh, what I'm also doing is, uh, I am volunteering with, uh, other organizations. So I'm still trying to stay active. Um, well, no, uh, you're very
0: active. Let's talk about that too. It was, um, you tell them about the, the organization. I can't remember the title of it. Go
1: ahead. The Let's see. Two. So so, so there so there are a couple of them I'm working with. Uh, one of them, I'm going to go ahead because I actually just got this in the mail the other day. One of them is, I don't know if you can see this right here. Yeah. uh PVA, yeah, PVA. Paralyzed, Paralyzed Veterans of America. They actually, uh, the California chapter actually started at the same time the National Multiple Sclerosis Society did. I need to actually reach out to someone from both organizations to see if there's any type of uh, relationship between the two of them. Because I'm like, that's just weird that, that, uh, Paralyzed Veterans of America started out here in California. And I think the National MS Society might have had a, a start in, in Southern California too. There might be some, some links out there. Relations. Yeah. Uh, but that, but that organization, uh, basically they reach out to veterans with, uh, any type of spinal cord disease or injury, which includes, uh, Lou Gehrig's disease or ALS and also MS specifically for, uh, military, military and veteran uh, population. And, uh, this last, uh, we're still in April, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think we only have one week left. Yeah. So my whole, yeah, my, my whole sense of time is going off. So I want to say earlier this month, we actually did uh legislative action. So we talked to uh, our members of Congress, uh, from, from California. And basically we're telling them about, uh, you know things to help with uh, uh, making things more accessible for people with disabilities. Uh, you know, including accessibility on uh, aircraft carriers, making sure that uh, folks who use assistive devices, especially regular wheelchairs and motorized wheelchairs, uh, aren't getting their equipment damaged when they put it under in the cargo for the airplanes, because that's been an issue. Okay. Making sure that folks uh, are getting better accessibility, so folks with spinal cord injuries. Can use the restroom on the planes. Cause okay. right now people are basically dehydrating themselves and for like how yeah. the long the flight yeah, is. Yeah, you have to use the bathroom. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you, you, you not, you're not going to use the bathroom. You can't access
0: it. Just, yeah. yeah, that's the pin. You have to wear the pin for a flight. Yeah. yeah. Definitely your bladder when you have a disability, definitely of that nature, it's on, you can't fit in there. It's, yeah. I, I remember using being on the walker and you can't, there's no space. Right, right. There's no faith at all. You have to hold on to something, yeah. So that's, that's important. And I, that is something I appreciate you, uh, you're a part of. And I know you're a part of the MS Society. I know you're a part of the Veralized Vets. And I know you did something else I looked at, uh, and that might have been part of the, the vets. You were volunteering one day.
1: Yeah, yeah so I
0: for, I, 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 I don't know if that's voter registration. Maybe those two different things. No, I, I don't think we
1: did anything. I don't. I don't think I did any with of voter registration. I know one of the other veterans organizations I was doing stuff for uh was uh the mission continues. Um okay. and basically uh they had a, a project out here in uh Los Angeles at the, one of the uh local uh homeless shelters. It was like a collaboration with uh Major League Baseball. And basically we uh set some things up at this uh uh at this uh this uh residential area that they have on Skid Row. To basically make it more hospitable. Um, you know, we set up like a, a grill area for folks that live there. Basically, ADA accessible exercise equipment. So kind of the stuff you see like at the park, at the parks. But you know, if folks have a wheelchair, right. they're able to, to roll in there. Um, you know, building like a, a little swing set, uh, a little garden area, stuff like that. We made okay. a mural up there, stuff like that. Um, so this is all like good stuff. One of the big things with volunteering is like giving back to the, the community in some way or another. For for veterans, for uh young people, whatever. So even though I'm currently still looking for employment, one of my big things is being able to uh give Make back the volunteer. Yeah, with, with the community. You're still so, making um, a difference. Yeah. You're, you're still
0: know. I think I appreciate uh and I have to say thank you because a lot, even though you have your own battles, your own flare-ups, your own, you're still out here trying to make a difference, not just being somebody in limbo or just just in the world just there. You're trying to make a difference for people who are handicapped, who are less fortunate, people who are economically of lower social status. And I salute you on that. And also, um, when I started One Sick B, the definition of One Sick B is a strong individual that fights through unimaginable, undeniable, courageous battles that life throws at you without warning, but you refuse to carry the spirit of brokenness. So today, I would like to salute you and certify you, baby, as one sick bee. And I appreciate you, the person that you are, the things that you fought through. And if people, please, if you have not seen this, please go watch Surviving Home. Um, it'll give you a different appreciation. Uh, you think your life, you, you thrive through things and you, you need encouragement. These people on this documentary are nothing but encouragement or, or just to shine a light on what the reality of what these veterans go through and that how they come back home and what they do for us and to be thankful for it. And I'm very thankful for you for, um, fighting in this world and especially in the military because the military, number one is to me. This is just an opinion, and maybe I shouldn't say it, but to me, uh, it's hard being a minority. Number one, and number two, being part of the LGBTQ plus Tracy community, <laughs> and you did that, and you thrived through it. And some of the things that you face, I just have to thank God that you are you have a very very warm spirit. At the end of the day, it didn't break your spirit, and that's why I said you are definitely one six B. So thank you for allowing to come on here and uh talk to me, chat it up with me. I appreciate you joining One Sig B
1: podcast. I appreciate you too. And, you know, one last thing, I just wanna, you know, just the the one thing I think that that, that motivates me and I think that's probably gonna motivate others with uh, your 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 podcast and, and getting the message out there, you know, it's about us connecting to each other. If I've had a struggle, like a lot of us that are, are dealing with uh uh, you know, chronic illness, chronic disease or dealing with You know, if 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 we have an issue with something, we're not just going to go, okay, I'm dealing with this on my own. Oh, I found this resource. I'm just going to keep it to myself. It's more of, hey, you know what? I had this issue. I found I either found a solution or another resource to help me with it. I'm going to go ahead and let the folks coming up behind me know. Yes. Whatever issues or challenges I faced in finding these resources. You know, if I have to battle to open up some bridges and kick down some doors or something like that. Go ahead and let me do it, so the folks coming up behind me don't have to do it. If yeah. you know, it, 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 what, it used to be an old uh, a Christian song talk about if I can help somebody, then my living will not be in vain, if I remember right. Yeah. So yeah, that's that. This that's basic. That's the basic premise of I think why we are here. And so, so be. I thank you for for having me on here today with this with this podcast, and you know just. Everybody who's within earshot to just remind them to, to get out there and, and also help somebody be that, yeah be that change you want to be in the world and get into some good trouble, like John Lewis says. So I'm, you yes. know, that's, 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 that's what I definitely want to do. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. You have to, I, and I agree with you. Be the change that you want to see. And, and that's what I'm doing. And that's why um, I started One Sick Beat. I started One Sick Beat podcast. I was going through a flare up, um, a bad, flare-up, and I broke down crying, and I had called my mom, and I jolly joked with her. I called her, she was like, what's wrong? I said, did you know I have enemies? And she was like, what? wait, 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 what are you saying? And I said, you know I have enemies. She was like, girl. I was like, oh, never mind, never mind, never mind. I was like, I'm just going with you. That's not, I said, That's not what it is. I said, I'm to through this flare-up, and I can pick up the phone and call you, call somebody. I said, but there's so many people who are Alone and they're by themselves. They don't have anything around them, any, not anything, anyone, or they're not familiar. Connect. Cause I always joke with my friends and be like, I'm happy I'm the only handicap, you know, to stay going out the group. I'm happy I'm the only one. Third, fine handicap. Well, you know, I'm proud of that. <laughs> but in realization, when it goes to those moments where you, um, like I said, you're going through these flare ups or you're going through something, uh, somebody to relate to you who actually know, like, really truly has walked in those shoes is a different type of feeling and so I wanted people to know that somebody else I was out there and they're going through the same things you're going out there that you're going through and that I also know some people that's why I said did that I certify them as one they be who are going through these battles and they're still pushing yeah to give them something to look to know that even though we're going through this battle we can get through so yes, thank you for saying that and thank you for being a part of One Sig B. And remember the definition is one the definition of One Sig B is a strong individual that fights through unimaginable, undeniable, courageous battles that life throws at you without warning, but you refuse to carry the spirit of brokenness. And thank you, Tracy, for being on our desk. Thank I you for being on my being my guest. And also shout out to Barefoot Moscato for their LGBTQ plus Tracy. Uh, movement that they're doing. we appreciate them, and everyone have a great day. Have thank them. you. thank
2: you pretending to be okay, fighting in way. everybody see you hurting, no, nobody feel your pain. You feel like you might not make it to go see another day. Just keep fighting anyway.